Hello, this is Wendy. In today's podcast, we continue with the supply chain. So, so far, we've discovered that each region has its unique strengths and challenges and is effective very, very differently. Because each region in the world has different industries and market dynamics. And of course, we can't run away from geopolitics. Geopolitics have played a major role in trade policies and global economic trends, meaning that the performance of the supply chains in different regions is very much affected So if we are going to break down to find out which is the best region for the supply chain, it is a very subjective matter. And some people may be touched, but the determinant factors are so many. And most likely, we'll look at infrastructure, technology advancement, the political environment, the regulatory environment, the labor policies, laws, even the entire workforce skills. All these determines the efficiency and the output. But without further ado, North America has been regarded as the best region in terms of supply chain. It has a robust, robust infrastructure and the transport system and network is very good, well maintained. This is the place where you find highways, railways, ports and airports. The efficiency and movement of goods from one place to another is very, very good. In fact, it even borders on excellent because even the technological innovation has been so good because North America has been known for advancing its technology Almost everything is automated. And if you want to find accurate data, there's data analytics. And the supply chain is visible for all. And it is so efficient that there are very few complaints. And what makes it very good also is the fact that the regulatory framework has been well established over the years. Standards are followed to the core. Safety standards, product quality, and the rules of origin are followed so much so 
and the fact that the geographic location of many manufacturers, distributors, even the retail and wholesale is very near the consumer, enabling the fact that there will be quick access, there will be no delay. which gives it a very good mark. Then comes Europe. Europe is so efficient in terms of logistics and the rail and road infrastructure is so good as well as warehousing and distribution facilities. That is not to say that technology is backwards by no means no because in fact the laws in terms of technology are the best in Europe enabling innovation and it is an innovation hub the supply chain solutions such as blockchain and Artificial intelligence is so well optimized in their operations that it is so commendable. Hats off Europe and the trade agreements that cover the entire European Union and customs union for cross-border purposes has reduced barriers and facilitated a much more smoother and efficient supply chain operation. Then there's Asia Pacific. We've been praising Asia Pacific for the longest. We have China, Japan, Singapore, India. These are manufacturing powerhouses. China is the world's manufacturing hub. If you can't find it anywhere, you'll find it in China. You have the low-cost production capabilities, the middle-cost production capability, and the high-cost production capability. There's no other country that has that, and the supply base is so extensive. It caters for different traders. And in Asia, Southeast Asia particularly, the port facilities have served as a hub for global trade. So Japan and South Korea, Korea are leaders in robotics and automation. But don't forget China has got a very firm grip on technology as well. So there's a lot of efficiency in innovation and supply chain management in the Asia Pacific. Then we've got the Middle East, the United Arab Emirates,
is also a center for trade for Asia, Europe and Africa and the investment infrastructure is so good, it is well invested, it is thriving. There's so many free zones and it is a conducive environment for supply chain activities where you have art ports, airports and business friendly policies and regulations and tax incentives that will attract so many businesses and investors. The place is vibrant. The ecosystem for the supply chain is so good. When you think the Middle East, you think the United Arab Emirates, of course, firstly. And then we've got Oceania. This covers Australia and New Zealand. These are the most stable, stable places, stable politics, stable economies, a very good foundation for supply chain operations. The observance here for quality standards is very commendable because of the strict quality and safety standards. There's a lot of integrity from the top to the bottom of the supply chain. And because of the eagerness to embrace technology, they have quickly, quickly progressed and processed and even enhanced competitiveness. Very, very commendable. So I did mention from the beginning that the dynamics may differ from region to region. So you'll find that in Africa the supply chain is very complex. It could be because of the vast size of the continent or the diverse economies and varying levels of infrastructure. The advantage in this is that one sector can learn from the other because some sectors have common characteristics and challenges that could have been solved in another sector. So it is so fragmented. The infrastructure is so fragmented. Some areas are developed, others are not. 
others are so underdeveloped compared to other regions, while some countries have a well-established transportation network. And when we talk transport, we'll think of railways, ports, roads. And then you'll find that in other areas in Africa, there will be infrastructure deficits. And that will hinder the movement of goods and services. And the infrastructure in Africa differs from country to country. Some countries are well developed and well established, meaning that their roads are very good. Others have very poor road conditions and limited access to adequate transportation. Some have unreliable electricity. So these factors may pose a delay, while in some places there are no such difficulties. And then of course, trade barriers in Africa are also complex, because while some countries ahead and uh, up-to-date with the standards of developed countries. Some still have those complex customs procedures, complex regulatory frameworks and border inefficiencies, many obstacles hindering the transportation of goods and services from one place to another, stifling economic growth and integration. While some countries are considered as thriving economies in Africa. But a large part of the African economy operates in the informal sector, unregulated, and in as far as Regulation of the supply chain is concerned, very inefficient and very challenging. While the opportunities for growth are there in Africa, the technological innovation is coming up. Some places are up to date and have the standard of developed countries. while others are trying to upscale and catch up. Others are just in the process. So there's a mixture, a mixture of opportunities and challenges, depending on what the investor wants, or the business opportunity, what the business opportunity is, There are a lot of deficits, causing a challenge to regional integration and technological innovation. So it is a challenge for many policymakers 
and gaining traction to promote ethical sourcing is also a challenge. The supply chain itself has a lot of room for improvement. It is correct to say that the future of the supply chain depends on technology because there's a lot of digital transformation going on, a lot of artificial intelligence, machine learning, blockchain and internet of things. There's a whole revolution on technology for the sake of automation, efficiency and agility to improve operations, of course. And then, of course, data analytics and predictive insights. Predictive analytics helps to anticipate what is likely to come and what is likely to change and what is likely to disrupt the supply chain. So, once that is known, of course, you have an improvement in responses and of course you need resilience because there were so many global disruptions after COVID-19 and many natural disasters in the world so resilience is very important to strengthen the supply chain and to improve the risk management and the tools that come with it to mitigate loss for the future. And then of course there's environmental social governance that plays a significant role and is not ignored anywhere. Then there's transparency. A lot of transparency should be involved for ethical reasons. So that products are verified, the countries of origin are known. Everything should be easy to track and access for more detailed information. And of course, the most important thing of all, collaboration. Collaboration is important. So that products that seem far away should seem like they are near, where there are blockages, it should seem like there are none. So this has been Wendy, thank you so much for joining me. I hope you learned a thing or two on driving competitive advantage, because the global marketplace is vast. New trends have to be embraced and investment should be made.
possible by all means. Thank you.